You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser and Kate Constable here with you. All right, Kate, let's start and look at some of these games that we have here for this fantastic Friday slate. We got Rutgers and Purdue tipping off in about hour 40, 12 o'clock Eastern time in Chicago in your neck of the woods. Boilermakers laying seven and a half against Rutgers. The total is 127 and a half. So your thoughts on this game, you like full game or you like something maybe in the first half? You know, I'm going to look in the first half because I think I've lost all the value there is to be had on Purdue with this line moving already two full points almost. Um, I like the first half under 59 and a half. This is Purdue's first time uh, playing in, in this tournament this year. First game of the tournament, I should say. That's a better way to put all of that. Uh, and a lot of times, teams in their first game of the tournament, a little cold. You know, they're coming in, a new environment, new floor. Uh, Got to kind of get used to the atmosphere there. And then you're also going up against Rutgers defense, which has been pretty solid all season long. Purdue's had trouble with Rutgers in the past. So I think this game could start fairly slow, maybe pick up a little bit more in the second half as these teams kind of get into a groove. But unders early have been kind of the way to go in these conference games, just with neutral site locations, new floors that these teams haven't played on before, uh, all of that jazz. And also, uh, I mean, local time, 11 o'clock start time, like, are we really yeah. going to be up awake and ready to be putting up tons of points on the board this early? So early day games um, and then teams playing their first game of the tournament. I think those are good spots to take unders. I love it. Plus you got Purdue who start two freshmen in their backcourt getting their first taste of postseason ball, right? So maybe they're yeah. pressing like a little bit early. So I think that's a good look there, taking that first half under. Uh, East Carolina and Houston. So Houston's favored by 22 and a half in this game, over under 133 and a half. Houston's going to win the game, Kate. But do you like do you like yeah. a side? Would you lay the number with Houston? Would you take ECU or you just pass on this game? Oh, I think. I mean, I'm not going to bet that I'm not going to lay 22 and a half with Houston. I think they could cover. If I were to play this game, I might look at a team total for Houston over. I'm not quite sure if that's out yet. If it is, I'm trying to find it right now. But um, whatever Houston's team total is, that's probably the angle I would take because this line tells me that it's going to be a blowout and it's likely going to be Houston putting up a ton of points and East Carolina, you know, struggling to score a little. So that's an angle that I would look at in that game. But again, not personally going to bet on that one. Yeah, I would probably lean ECU plus 22 and a half. Uh, Houston, they know that they can just win this game in their sleep and they got bigger aspirations mm -hmm. down the line. One o'clock game, first game of the day. ECU's got a game under their belt already. So maybe they lose this one by like 17 or something. I would lean with the Pirates there. <laughs> This next game, Kate, I like quite a bit. I like Mississippi State plus four and a half 
in the first half against Bama. Since all of this Brandon Miller stuff has happened, Bama's played four games. They have been trailing at halftime in all four of those games. So we're getting four and a half points to work with. Mississippi State has played Bama tough twice this year. They almost beat Mm -hmm. them in Tuscaloosa. Really, really good defensive team who's playing for their tournament lives. They're probably in the NCAA tournament. You win today, you're definitely in. I like the fact we're getting a fired up, highly motivated, ultra-focused Mississippi State team against a Bama team who really hasn't played well these last couple weeks. So give me Mississippi State plus four and a half first half. It's one of my favorite bets of the day. I really like that, actually. I was looking at this game, trying to figure out how to play it. I think Alabama's going to win, but I didn't want to lay that big of a number. So hearing you talk about that first half play, Bama struggled since all this Brandon Miller stuff came out. It just looks like their focus level is not quite there. So maybe, uh, maybe they get caught early in this one. I might have to jump on that one with you. I like that angle a lot. I wish I had a cowbell so we could ring it, but we're on we're on Mississippi <laughs> State today. Ohio State and Michigan State. Kate, this is an interesting game. Ohio State was an auto fade for like much of January and early February. Now all of a sudden they're covering every spread, they're winning every game. This game opened three and a half. Now it's four and a half against Michigan State. What do you do in this one? Any thoughts? The total's one thirty seven and a half as well. Yeah, I, I mean, Ohio State was one of the worst ATS teams all season. I think they covered like 35% of the time, which is just awful. I, I don't know. I'm going two ways here. My thought process is, can Ohio State win three games in the tournament? Can they cover in all, or, or at least cover in these ones? Like, is there luck? Because I think some of this is, they're a good team. They have some NBA talent on their team, which I think is what's kind of carrying them. Um, over these last two games, but can they continue to play at that level three days in a row with some fatigue starting to set in? I'm not so sure, but I also don't really want to bet against them because I bet against them yesterday and they proved Same. me wrong. You know, do yep. I want to just continue to fade them thinking that like eventually they're not going to win and cover, but who knows, maybe they are the, the dark horse of this Big Ten tournament and they run the table and make it to the NCAA tournament. Like crazier things have happened. So this one... I, I'm going to stay off of this one. I think the total might be a little high Um, early in the season. I would probably have taken the over, but at this point of the year when these teams have faced each other already a couple times this season, we're now in tournament play. I tend to lean more towards unders, but this game as a whole, I don't know what to do because I can't figure out Ohio State. I'm with you. And, you know, you mentioned a good point. We got to remember Ohio State played on Wednesday. So this is their third game Mm -hmm. in as many days, right? And fatigue starts to settle in, especially when you're playing against a Michigan State team that hasn't played yet. So I'm not going to touch it. Ohio State worries me with how they're playing right now. I think Sparty wins the game. Wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State covered, though. You know this is the game I'm most looking forward to next. UAB in North Texas. I'm riding with UAB. I got them plus 210 to win Conference USA. I think this is going to be an awesome basketball game. If you love college hoops, turn it. tune into this one at 3 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Any thoughts on this game for you, Kate? Yeah, um, the only thing that concerns me is North Texas' defense, only allowing 55 points a game. But on the flip Mm. side, I mean, UAB, they put up almost 20 more points per game than North Texas does. So two contrasting styles of play. 
I, I haven't, to be completely honest, watched a whole lot of either of these two teams this season. So I will agree with whatever your analysis is for this game because you seem to be the expert between these two teams. Um, but this one will be interesting to watch because of the contrasting style of play. So I'll have this one on my radar as well. No doubt. Yeah, I, I agree with what Isaac said. I think UAB has the best player on the floor in Jelly Walker, and I think they have the better coach, too, in Andy Kennedy, who used to be the coach at Ole Miss. So you're giving me the better player, the better coach in a neutral site game when it's practically a pick 'em. I'll take UAB and uh, take my chances with that. What about Tennessee, Missouri? We were talking about this game off air. Missouri hit 14 threes in this matchup in Knoxville. Nozakai Ziegler, as we know, he's out for the year. Feels like Mizzou's probably going to be a pretty trendy underdog today, plus five and a half. Any thoughts on this Tennessee-Mizzou game for you? Yeah, I mean, looking at this line initially without kind of digging into it all, five and a half popped out at me thinking, you know, semifinals of a conference uh, tournament and five and a half points, that seems like a big line, especially for a Missouri team that's already beat Tennessee once. It's coming in, having won their last four games. That just felt like a lot of points. But talking to Isaac in our last segment, he made a very good point. I mean, in the game that Missouri beat Tennessee, they hit 14 threes and only one by one. Got to imagine they're not going to hit 14 threes again tonight. And to put up those kinds of points, those kinds of numbers against Tennessee's defense, likely not going to happen again either. Now, Zakai Ziegler, he's out for Tennessee. That is, you know, a big blow to what they do. But are people going to bet against Tennessee because of that and maybe play on Missouri because Missouri's been good lately? I'm not sure that that's the right way to go. Um, Tennessee's still been okay without Ziegler. I think I think Tennessee, after talking to Isaac, is the right side here. Yeah, I, I would lean that way as well. I would tend to, I would lean towards Tennessee. It's going to be a good game. Missouri's had an awesome year under Dennis Gates, first year head coach. But I think I would take the Vols. All right, this night session with all these games is going to be awesome. First one, six thirty at Madison Square Garden, UConn and Marquette. I know you're looking forward to this one. I know you got to play. So what are you doing in uh, in Marquette and UConn? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the under in this one, which I surprised myself with this pick because, I mean, these are two of the highest scoring teams in the Big East. They can put up points in a hurry. Uh, I mean, Marquette's offense is just, it feels like it's just rolling game in and game out. But, you know, defenses are going to be kicked up a notch at this point with the conference uh, finals on the line. And in the previous two meetings between these two teams, the over hit by nearly 10 points, but yet for this matchup, the total is two points lower than where those games closed at. So you'd think, you know, if if there was this was going to be a higher scoring game similar to the two previous meetings between these two teams, that the line for this game would tick up maybe a point or two. Instead, we've seen it come down from the closing line of those previous meetings. And that's because both teams shot really well in those first two meetings. I mean, they both shot 80% from the free throw line. Marquette shot 50% from the field. UConn shot 48% in that first meeting. And then UConn shot over 50% from the field and and from three-point range in that second meeting. I'm not sure sure they're going to shoot that well again tonight. So the under here is my play. I think we're going to get a little bit more of a defensive battle than we've seen between these two teams. 
I like the analysis. I think you're right on. You know, people think Marquette, and they probably automatically think, oh, high-scoring game. But I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Semifinal game, that's going to have the feel of a tournament game where it slows down. And I think that favors UConn because of how good they are defensively. So I agree with you. I think this is too many points. I would lean that under as well. I would probably lay the three and a half with UConn. I think they'll win the game, maybe take a minus 165 on the money line and put them in like a parlay somewhere else. But I think under and UConn, probably the right sides in that one. Penn State and Northwestern in the Big Ten tournament. What a year it's been for Northwestern, Kate. They were finished. They were they finished second in the Big East regular season, in the Big Ten regular season. They were picked 13th preseason poll. And now here they are. They're going to make the tournament for the second time in school history going up against the Penn State team who probably solidified their spot yesterday. They win tonight's game, and, I mean, they're a lock. There's no doubt about it. This open is a pick on minus 110 each way. Now Northwestern's favored by uh, one and a half. They're minus 130 on the money line. What are you doing in Penn State, Northwestern? Mm, this is a tricky one. I lean a little bit towards Northwestern because they're the fresher team. Penn State played a tough one last night um and penn state also beat northwestern just a couple of weeks ago so maybe a little revenge factor for the wildcats this also with the tournament being in chicago more of a home feel for uh, northwestern so i mean that adds to that a little bit in terms of like actual analysis of on-court play and things like that i think these two teams are relatively even so i'm not sure i see a massive edge either way for that but some of the non-tangible uh, factors have me leaning towards Northwestern, but I also can't go against um, uh, Double D, David Dykstra, here True. on the show. He's the, he's the Penn State guy, and I don't want to bet against his Nittany Lions, so I might just have to stay off this one. Yeah, that, that's a fair that's a fair reason right there. You know what I'm going to do in this game, I think? I'm going to bet will there be overtime plus 1260. Doesn't this feel like a game that's going to be 61 yeah. to 60 with like 10 seconds left and you just take your chances, right? So you're going to get great odds on overtime. There's no doubt in my mind this game is coming right down to the wire. So maybe have a little fun sprinkling overtime. That's what I'm going to do with that game. Uh, Duke-Miami could be another game that probably comes down to the wire Duke was favored by three and a half. Now they're down to two and a half. The Ooh. total is 145 and a half. It's going to be an awesome game. I think these are the two best teams in the ACC, Kate. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, your thoughts on Duke-Miami? Yeah, well, that's interesting that that line has moved even since we started the show. Um, with the movement leaning towards or moving in favor of Miami, I might look at an over here because Miami, they can put up points quickly and they can get hot from deep. And that's kind of where they thrive. Um, Duke scoring has also been just fine lately. I, I feel like part of taking unders is watching teams who have big scoring lapses. And I'm just not seeing that from Duke lately. So with this line moving in favor of Miami, I think that favors a faster tempo, more of Miami's style. So I might look at the over in this one just because I'm not fully confident on the side either way. I think, I think you're right. If you like Miami, it probably correlates to the over because they don't play much defense. Duke's been rolling right now. They're going to be a popular pick. I just like Duke on the money line. I think they win the game. 
Miami's a team, when we get into postseason play, when they're all offense, no defense, much like Baylor, it does concern me. They struggled Mm -hmm. towards the end of the game with Wake Forest yesterday, while Duke just absolutely annihilated Pittsburgh. I like the way Duke is trending. Miami, they're starting, you know, they lost that game at home to Florida State, struggled yesterday with Wake. I think Duke wins that game today. I would probably just take them on the money line. We're up against a break. We're going to preview the rest of these college hoops games when we come back. We're going to talk about some of the NBA games as well tonight. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable here with you on BetQL Daily.